Hiring, onboarding, and training staff is one of the biggest investments we make as small business owners. And so ensuring we get the biggest return on that investment is key. That means getting those people to stick around for the long term and making them as productive as possible. Over the years, I've made more mistakes than I like to remember. I've lost so many good people. And I believe in reflection, the reasons for that have often been through poor management or lack of consistency or a lack of actually understanding of what it is I needed to do to give that person the workplace and the environment they needed to thrive. I've put together seven tools that we share with our clients in something we call the Staff Management Toolkit. There's also a couple of meeting plans as well. And I collate them all together because I think it's useful to remember that this stuff happens with every single one of your staff members. It doesn't matter if it's an existing staff member you've had for years or someone brand new that's coming in. We like to try, we try to keep treat our staff exactly the same. No matter where they are based in the world, how long they've worked with us, they need to have structure. And this is how we do it. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day and this is Systemize Your Success. Okay, so... First off, when a new member of staff comes in, I mentioned this in the onboarding episode a few weeks ago. When a new member of staff comes in, we book a welcome meeting with that person. And this is a crucial first step. And it's tool one in the toolkit. The welcome meeting is that moment where you have an opportunity to set this person up for success. And to do that, we need to communicate with them about our company, about its values, about its mission, about the vision you have for the future and what difference you are making in the world. We want to actually encourage that person or excite that person to make them feel like this is the place I want to work because it resonates with me. And hopefully your recruitment process has identified someone who has a good values match. So just re-emphasizing those values will actually make this person want to work with you more. That welcome meeting is also the perfect opportunity to schedule tool two, which is the one-to-one meeting. Now, I covered the holy trinity of company meetings, which included the one-to-one meeting in detail in episode 126. So please go back to that if you want the detail. But the purpose of this one-to-one meeting is to give your staff member a weekly opportunity to be able to share what is bothering them, what they are stressed about, what they need help with, and for you to be able to listen and learn about them, for you to build trust with that person and actually do something that many managers don't, and that is just don't say anything and let them talk. So the key to making this, this meeting work is at the beginning of the meeting, or this is the way I do it anyway, the beginning of the meeting, all I say is over to you, and then I shut my mouth. And I wait and I listen to whatever it is they have to say. And once I said the first thing, I say anything else. Once I said the next thing, is there anything else? And we go through this process for about 10 or 15 minutes until I've really listened to everything and helped and communicated and you know supported as needed. But I've actually let them have an opportunity to talk about stuff in a private setting, away from any other judgment of anyone else, and to support them in what they feel they need support with first. Doing that, is something that not many managers do, but it shows them that you actually care enough to listen 
and to give them that your your you know valuable time and we do this every single week and that's a key i believe to its success and it's a meeting plan that i borrowed from a guy called mark horstman who wrote a brilliant book called the effective manager so it's not something i've come up with myself but i've refined it you know to, to meet our needs but it's absolutely brilliant brilliant um, meeting to have and probably the most important one of any other tool or any other meeting i'm going to discuss today also on that welcome meeting, we like to schedule our probationary review. And this is at the end of their probationary period. And this is tool three in the toolkit. And this is all about um, giving them actually a time to show us what they can do. And at the end of that, actually having an objective meeting to say, look, is this person a good fit? Have they proved themselves? You know, are they doing well? Is it someone I want to continue working with going forward? Or actually, did I make a bit of a mistake in the recruitment? Or did I actually, you know, has something come up in the meantime that really makes me feel maybe this isn't the right person? And at that point, it's the hardest thing that I probably, I have to do, I find this very difficult. That is the moment you cut loose anyone that actually doesn't meet your high standards. And you go back to the drawing board and start recruiting again. The worst thing you can do here is to have this meeting scheduled, do the meeting, go through your review with them and looking at their performance, speaking to any of the managers they dealt with, speak to your other staff, get a 360 review. That'd be actually absolutely ideal. And also have some quantitative um, metrics to actually look at as well to see how they've actually performed. To have all that information in front of you, for it not to really be actually the standard you really want, but just think, oh, you know what, I'll just go on anyway. I've done all this hard work. I've got to this point. And that is what you know I've done in the past too many times. I've held on to less than brilliant people because of the fact that, yes, it is a bit of a, a chore to have to go and hire again. And yes, it is going to cost me in terms of time and money that I've wasted on this person that I've actually trained up, worked with for a couple of months or a few weeks at least, and then made a decision this isn't the right person. But the cost of keeping that person at a B grade rather than an A grade is far greater in the long term because at some point you're going to have to let them go anyway. So you might as well do it early rather than spending weeks or months training this person up when you know deep down it's not the right person. The other tool that we use in during the one-to-one -one meetings and during the probationary meetings is something we call the private record. And this is tool four in the toolkit. And the staff private record is where we actually keep a log of all the stuff that we talk about in these meetings. We keep a log about metrics and things to be used in their probationary review. And we also keep a log of personal stuff that we hear during our meetings. So if we find out, you know, it's someone's birthday or they've got kids or they've got dogs or they look after their family or, you know, whatever it is, there's actually just a personal note that happened to come out in conversation. It's a great place to keep a record of that. So therefore, during these meetings, you can ask about some nice personal things. If you know they've got an anniversary coming up because they got married last year, then ask them about it. Or if you know that their dog was due for an operation, you can keep a note on this private record to remind you to actually ask about personal and business things. So it, simple, the simplest way of doing this, create a Google Doc or a Word Doc and just have um, this open during your meetings. It's a bit like a meetings notes, but it's meant to be the, the stuff that never changes. It's, it's what we use for... Um, the, the the permanent features of this person, if you like, the details that we refer back to time and time again and add to as the time goes on. We also have meeting notes and action points and all the rest of it to actually make sure we actually do what we're going to say in the meetings. But the staff private record is actually about the, the personal information, the professional information, the stuff that we want to actually keep a log of to be able to actually refer back to at any point in the future.
Okay, so tool number five is the monthly task matrix review or task board review for its common name. And this is a essential part of management when you're dealing with people and using a task matrix system for delegation. So I talked about in the previous episode about the task matrix and about how I believe it's one of the most highly or the most powerful tools I've ever employed in our company. The fact that we have total visibility about everything that's going on, who's doing it, when's it getting done, how long does it take to be able to workload balance, to see people's capacity. You know, all of this comes from the task matrix. But, and this is a big but, we can't assume that even if we put things on there in the right way, in inverted commas, that somebody who's on the receiving end to your staff actually really get what it is they should be prioritizing or maybe they're not actually using it sort of in the proper way and this task board review is to have a sense check about that it's about saying look let's have a look at this board together let's see what you're prioritizing see what your thoughts are what are you working on now what are you going to work on next let me give you my thoughts as the manager or the business owner to be able to guide the your your process your thinking process in how you prioritize work and and basically give you sometimes the bigger picture so you understand why some things are more important than others and actually this is an opportunity for coaching in and around that task management it also gives this opportunity to see, are they using it correctly? So are they putting things in the right columns? Does it actually make sense? Are they commenting as they should? Are they putting links to their work and their projects? Like everything that they should be doing in that, uh, in their task board, are they actually using it in that way? Are they communicating about the tasks themselves on the task board? Are they, or are they pinging people via Slack or WhatsApp or email or something? Like, can you see a thread, like a, 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 a record of everything that's happened about every single task on their board because if you can't then that causes problems when things go wrong and so this is opportunity and we typically do this task board review you know once a month if someone's uh, sort of been working with it for a while at the beginning we might actually do it you know, once a week as part of the weekly one-to-one -one. if not yeah once a month or actually we stretch out longer when people get really good and efficient and we don't feel we need to do it so for so frequently but it's still a good thing to do uh, periodically with absolutely everybody just to make sure everyone's on the same page and using things the same way and this is one of those moments where like it's it can really transform someone's day and just their stress levels it's like you i think i i fail to understand how hard it is for some people to to see like everything that's going on in order to be able to make a decision about what they should prioritize next because me as the business owner, I've got, you know, with a small business, you sort of know everything that's going on. And so for me, for me to then prioritize my work is really easy because I know what the different uh, different ways I could be pulled out and I can make a decision. But when you're delegating work to someone in a silo, they're not really aware of everything that's going on. This is that opportunity to give them that 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 visibility of, of things or give them that extra level of knowledge. And in doing so, massively reduce their stress and anxiety and procrastination because you're suddenly giving them a gift of actually saying, look, this is what you should really work on next or have a discussion and figure out together what they feel they should as, as a way of coaching, as I just mentioned. Okay, so that's task board, uh, tool five. Tool six is the periodic performance review. And this is really a sister to the preparationary review. It's something we do every six or 12 months. And it's where we actually sit down and we look at the metrics for the person. So their KPIs and KRAs, we say, like, have they hit their targets? Have they attended meetings? Um, do we feel they're actually progressing? What 
professional development have they done? What areas of the business, uh, of their work are, are they most proud of? You know, what areas did they have challenges with and how did they overcome those? We have a discussion to see, look, are they actually developing in the way that we hoped they would be, you know, six months previously? And so this, again, we can use um, a, a record to keep a track of, of uh, the, the metrics we want to actually talk about on this meeting. We can keep track of our last meetings of what was said in that meeting, and then we can review it now. And what we're trying to do here is to identify the people that are really flying and give them the support to make them even better. That's the absolute key. Yeah, if people are struggling, it's a good opportunity to support them. But what we really want is actually the brilliant people to get even better and be exemplary and do even better work because those are the people who really, really want to stick around for the long term. And those are the people, without a shadow of a doubt, you should be giving promotions, you should be giving pay rises, maybe some added benefits. And this performance review is a great opportunity for you to do that and to just celebrate all the great work that they have done with you. Tool seven is about giving feedback and it is the last tool in this list, but it's probably the tool that is used most frequently and really should probably be the very first one. Giving feedback is an art, it's a skill. And I know from having worked in the NHS and having some questionable skilled managers that giving feedback isn't always done in a productive way. And when I say productive, what I mean by that is, does it affect future behavior or does it improve future behavior? And again, this is a model that I borrowed from Mark Horstman from that book I mentioned earlier called The Effective Manager. And it's a model which works in every circumstance, whether it's positive or constructive feedback. And if you get into the habit of using it, it takes all the anxiety about giving feedback away. It gives you a structure that allows you to give feedback in a way that is intended to, and most often does, improve the person's future behavior without giving them the opportunity to push back. And the, the, the subtlety, the difference between the way I used to give feedback and after learning this the way I do give feedback is really simple. So when I give feedback using the feedback model, I do so in the present tense. I don't talk about an instance that's, uh, you know, event that's already happened in the past because that can't be changed. And so by talking about things in the present tense, there is no way for them to say, ah, oh, but yeah, but my dog ate my homework or whatever it is. And so here's an example. So say if somebody's late for a meeting and you say to them, when you were late for that meeting last week, it was really disruptive and you you, you broke up the flow of the, uh, uh, the flow and we had to then catch you up and it wasted time. You know, what are you going to do about it? That's the way I probably would have given feedback in the past. The problem is all that person has to say is, I'm really sorry, it was a one-off event. It won't happen again. And yeah, they may improve, they may not. But in certain circumstances, it can be quite dismissive about the feedback you're trying to give because you don't really know if it's going to affect future behavior. Now, I think a much better way of doing it, and again, it's borrowed from Mark Horseman, is to say, when you are late for meetings, it disrupts the flow. It means we have to repeat ourselves and therefore we waste time. What are you going to do about it going forward? Now they haven't got an instance to say, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I was, what happened again? Or, yeah, I was late for the bus or whatever it was or the, bu the bus didn't come. There's no combat. There's no defense because you're not actually telling them to, isn't, you're not criticizing a single event. You're criticizing a behavior. And therefore, they can either deny that behavior ever happened, which is an issue in its own right, if you obviously know it did happen because you were witness to it. Um, but also it, it, it allows you to then, for them to project forward and think, well, how can I make sure that never happens again? And 
The other, I think, one of the useful thing just about feedback is it wasn't meant to be about feedback. It's such a useful tool, though, is is when you are talking about feedback and you want to talk about the effect of feedback, effects of the behavior. So in this example, it's like um, you were late for meetings or whatever. Or it could be you know, when you are sat on your mobile phone in a meeting, the next sentence that comes out of your, your mouth needs to be something that they can't, again, argue against. So if you say when uh, you're on a mobile phone in the meeting, it means you're obviously not concentrating, what, like, and it's just, 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 just disrespectful, whatever. And they go, yeah, I was concentrating. I was making notes. So that is a defensible perspective. Whereas if you say, when you're on a, when you're on your mobile phone in a meeting, it makes me feel like you're not concentrating, and it distracts me from being able to to run the meeting. There is no defense against that because it's a feeling. It's a way that you are affected by that behavior. And they can't deny that because it's yours. That's a, so that's a, a technique that I've used many, many times in, in, in order to be able to give a opinion about something or to give feedback about something without inviting a defensive position because they can't defend it because I've said it's mine or it can you can take it for other people. Well. It makes people feel. And that's a really good way of doing that. So the other bonus meetings, and again, as I mentioned, I discussed this in episode 126. I go back for that for the detail. But there's a couple of other meetings other than the one-to-one that we do. And I feel that's a good place just to incorporate them into this uh, staff management toolkit because that's where we teach them or how we teach them to our clients. And the first one is the five-star meeting plan. And this is borrowed actually from Gina Wickman in his book, Traction. But he has the level 10 meetings. Uh, we've adapted them and called them the five-star meetings. But the onus is this, that each of our meetings, whether it's a company meeting or a departmental meeting, has the same agenda. And the agenda is, apologies in the background if you can hear my son screaming, by the way. Um, <laughs> so the, the the agenda of these meetings is fixed every single time. We go through the department uh, highlights. We then talk about the company mission and, and the values. We then talk about the goals and if we're on target or not. And then we flip into what's called the issues list. And the power of these meetings is that that issue, issues list is editable by anyone prior to the meeting. So if they want to add something to be discussed in that meeting, they do that any time during the week that they know that, they, that it comes to mind. So there's a place for them once a week for them to actually get these big issues answered, which may, may need involvement of multiple people at a specific department or a company meeting, and it's a place for them to put them so they don't get lost. And then you as the chair, or if you're sorry, the chair of the meeting, or you as the manager involved in charge of the meeting, at the beginning of the meeting, will go through that list of issues and prioritize. And they just go through as many as you possibly can before the end of the meeting. If you prioritize them, you know you're always covering the most important things first. And so obviously things will rise up in importance. Um, if they uh, get missed one meeting, they should be there for the next time. And then finally, we just go through our to-do lists, make sure everyone's happy with the stuff that's been allocated during that meeting, and then wrap up by scoring it. And we score it out of five for if it's on time, if it's stuck to the agenda, do we have any tangents or not? Um, was everybody in attendance? And did it finish on time as well? And by doing that, it means that we are constantly trying and striving to having perfect five-star meetings, which is, as I said, similar to Gina Whitman's, Gina Whitman's level 10 meetings. And the final thing just to discuss today very briefly is our daily stand-up. This is a brilliant tool in your arsenal. And this is a very quick meeting, typically around three minutes per person, um, for you to, as the manager or the for me, the business owner, 
just to get a pulse of the, the business, about who is doing what today, where they believe their priorities are, are there any issues that we need to discuss to actually facilitate things going forward? And basically just to get that, yeah, that pulse of the meeting, the pulse of the business, so you feel like you can get on. It also, again, gives an opportunity to have a meeting every single day where people can bring challenges so they don't then interrupt the flow of other people throughout the day. And having the three meetings, which is what I call the Holy Trinity, so the one-to-ones, the departmental and the company meetings, and then these daily stand-ups, means that if you have these three meetings set up, it means that there's a place for everything to be communicated about. And actually the amount of traffic of internal communications that interrupt people's uh, workflows, interrupts their days, you know, that you just basically mess up with productivity, that flow reduces massively because people know there's a time and a place every day and every week or every personal and the one-to-one where they can get their questions answered. So those are the, the seven tools. So we've got the welcome meeting, the one-to-ones, the probation reviews, our employee private record, the monthly task board review, periodic performance reviews, the giving feedback model, and then a couple of meetings, which are the five-star meeting and the daily stand-up. With these tools in your arsenal, and if you deploy them and use them consistently with every single member of staff, you'll see that your team actually come together. You'll improve trust and communication and collaboration within your team. And I think for me, I just started enjoying the management side of things because I'm not guessing, it's not ad hoc, it's not done a bit here and a bit there. It's done in a very organized way. And I've got a quite chaotic brain at the best of times. So I need to have structure in order to get things done. And having this very structured way of managing my team and managing their, their, their troubles and their problems and actually having a, a way to deal with them that is documented and regular, that for me brings me a lot of calm and makes my management, I think, more professional. And I believe has a huge impact on the fact that our staff typically stick around for the long term now, um, if we want them to, obviously. And whereas in the past, that was uh, definitely not always the case. Cool. I hope you found this episode helpful. If you have, I would love you to share this with your friends and colleagues. If you found it useful, then the best chances are that they will too. And by sharing stuff, people that you found is great people will like you even more for it um cool and leave us a review please do uh give us some stars and rate us on your favorite app or whatever it is you're listening to this on or if you're on social media please just leave us a comment any questions you've got always love to engage and find out what you think what you're doing are you doing things differently than we are are you doing anything that you think uh, is better than this are you doing think that you think we should add to this or is, uh, have you never actually thought of any of this before? Please let us know. I would love to, to engage with you on social media. Okay, take care. Have a fantastic day. Bye now. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one. And for that, I am truly grateful. Hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people. If you got value out of today's episode, then so will someone else you know. By sharing with others what has helped you along your way, you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know. 
So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts. So please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions, and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day, and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success. Oh,